welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I am your host, Corrine Cash, and I am so delighted that you are here with us once again. In this episode, we are going to be tuning into a Praying Wife group session with our host, Minister Stacy Ramos. I hope that you are blessed. I was reading a Bible plan um, in the app a couple weeks ago, and it had posed five questions that I am actually still wrestling with. The first two are questions that God the Father asked. And the last three are questions that Jesus posed. And they are questions that I thought were, as soon as I went through this plan, I said, I got to share it with the ladies whenever it's next, my time to share. Because I thought at first, okay, it's going to be good because we've recently stepped into the second half of the year now that we're in the seventh month um, and that it's a good time for self-introspection and recalibration. But the truth is that is these questions aren't just for here and now. I think these are questions that I know I will be asking myself every so often in my Christian walk going forward. And I think this will be the case for you guys when you also hear the questions as well. So without further ado, here are the five questions, and I'm going to go through them one by one. The five questions are, where are you? Number two, who told you that? Number three, what are you seeking? Number four, why are you afraid? And number five, how much more? Number one. The first question is, where are you? And the scripture reference here is Genesis 3, verse 9. Now, this is the question that God asked of Adam after he and Eve had sinned, presumably earlier that day or just earlier in the scripture. And so God, of course, in his omniscience, he obviously already knew what had happened, but he wouldn't. Adam to acknowledge where he was. And so he asked, where are you? Now put yourself in Adam's place and imagine God asking, where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Anika? Where are you, Zara? Esther, where are you? Where are you, Lysia? Where are you, Crane? Tanya, where are you? Where are you in life? Where are you emotionally? Where are you spiritually? And understand this doesn't necessarily have to be a negative answer. Maybe your response would be like Abraham. Here I am. I'm right here. I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm where you told me to go. I'm good. That's a, that's a possible response to that. Or maybe your answer is a little bit more like Adam's, where he didn't necessarily want to face God knowing what he'd done. That's why him and Eve were even hiding, as it were, and trying to cover themselves because they had shame now that sin had entered the world. Either response is valid, or perhaps if you're even honest, maybe you want to turn the question back to God and say, God, where are you? Where are you? in this season of my life? Where are you now that I'm filling the blank? So that's the first question. Where are you? 
Number two, who told you that? Now, this question is literally two verses after the first question. So this is Genesis chapter three, verse 11. And this, in this instance, God is now asking Adam, who told him and Eve that they were naked? Because in the response to the, where are you? Adam's response was, oh, you know, we're here, but you know, we hid ourselves because we were naked. And so the very next question God asked was, who told you that? Who told them that they were naked? Now the scripture doesn't record that the serpent actually told them that. What the scripture does say is that after they ate the forbidden fruit that their eyes were opened and then they knew they were naked. But God never told them that. Even though it may have been true, God never said that to them. So the larger question is, from God to us today in 2023, who told you something that I did not tell you myself? If I can put myself in God's shoes for a second, who told you something that I didn't tell you, that I didn't reveal to you? Who did you allow to whisper in your ear? Was it your parents? Was it an ex? Was it a teacher? Was it some sickness or was it some situation who told you that did you your own self tell you whatever you are now believing and knowing about yourself or think you know about yourself so consider the source and check it against the word of god i'm talking about the logos the written word of god jesus or the rhema word a specific word that is to you from god himself consider the source who told you that Number three, what are you seeking? Now we're going to skip ahead, if you will, to now these are the last three questions are questions that Jesus asked while he walked the earth. This third question, what are you seeking? This is from John chapter one, verse 38. And John the Baptist, um, you know, before Jesus came on the scene, John was the forerunner for his cousin and you know John saw he saw cousin Jesus passing by one day and he said to some disciples that were with him he said look there is the lamb of god and so just on the strength of that statement the bible says that two disciples i'm pretty sure one of them was peter they don't say it in that specific verse but i think later down it references that one of them was peter on the strength of that statement John was saying look there's the lamb of god that's the savior of the world the two disciples started following Jesus. So in this verse 38, Jesus looks back at them and like he sees that they're following him. And he said, what are you looking for? What are you seeking? What is your motive in coming after me? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for peace? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for security? Are you even looking for it in Jesus or are you looking for it any which way you can find it, any which way you can get it? What is your motive here? What are you longing for? What are you craving? So be honest with God and tell him what's in your heart, what you're looking for. What are you seeking? That was question three. Question number four. Again, this is Jesus. 
Number four says, why are you afraid? And the scripture reference here, there could have been more than one, but the one from this Bible plan was from Matthew chapter eight, verse 26. And this is one of the you know instances where Jesus was with his disciples and they're on the lake. I think it's the Sea of Galilee. And he's in the boat with his disciples and Jesus is asleep because he's good. He's gravy, no, nothing wrong with him in his mind. And as they're on the lake, you know, the fierce storm rises up and the disciples are about to lose their mind because they're like, oh my gosh, you know, and some of them being experienced fishermen, they know what these things can do to boats and to people, you know, lives can be lost, livelihoods. So they woke him up and they're shouting at Jesus, like, Jesus, Lord, come on, we're about to drown. But Jesus's response to them is, why are you afraid? If I can finish a statement, the scripture doesn't record this, but it's basically, why are you afraid, even though I'm here with you? And I think, you know, the disciples were still not fully aware of exactly who Jesus was. You know, they, they walked with him and talked with him for three years. Maybe it wasn't three years at this point. He wasn't about to go to the cross and die, but they weren't fully in their awareness of who exactly Jesus was and still is. And I think we fall into that same mindset, even with the benefit of four written accounts of his life, literally at our fingertips, be it on our actual actual Bible or online or on our phones, we still fall into that mindset of, okay, we know Jesus is Lord. We know he's God in the flesh, come to earth and he's back in heaven, sure. But I think we still forget who all he is and what he can do. And so Jesus is asking, why are you afraid? We know he's all powerful. He can calm any storm in our life, but we still panic and worry, even though he's right there with us. And I want to point out that he answered the disciple, or he, he asked this question of his disciples before addressing the storm. So the storm is raging. The disciples are going crazy. They're like, Lord, aren't you care? You know, don't you care that we're going to perish? That wasn't from the story, but it might have been in the other one. And Jesus is asleep. They wake him up like, Lord, we're about to die. And he's like, why are you afraid? So imagine that they wake him up. The storm is still, the boat is probably all kind of rocking and carrying on. And he doesn't say, okay, peace and be still. And then ask the disciples, okay, now that everything's good and you're, now tell me, why were you afraid? No, in the middle of the storm, still raging, Jesus asks the disciples first, why are you afraid? So imagine that you are going through the roughest, toughest storm in your life. It's like a hurricane. And before the Lord calms it or takes care of it, he's asking you, why are you afraid? Do you trust me enough? Even before you see the evidence of me calming the storm or taking care of business, do you trust me enough? Why are you afraid? Do you trust me even before I act? That was question number four. So the last question is how much more? And the scripture reference here is from Luke chapter 11, verse 13. So 
the first four questions are all questions that we need to answer for ourselves and to be honest with ourselves and with God. But this final one is a statement actually cloaked as a question. And even though it comes from verse 13, I'm going to read it from verse 11. Give me a second. So this is Luke chapter 11, verse 11 to 13. And it says, this is Jesus talking. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Verse 12. Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? In verse 13. If ye then, this is the King James Version, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more, there's our question, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So, indeed, how much more can God do for you? How much more will God do for you? He has limitless resources and has all provision in his hand. And specifically, if I can even hone in on this part, the passage right there is talking about the giving of the Holy Spirit. So this same Dr. Luke who wrote this gospel is also the same Dr. Luke who wrote the book of Acts. So even he, with all his training and his clinical knowledge, he saw firsthand what some of the work of the Holy Spirit looked like in real time. So imagine he's seeing these death-defying, law of nature-defying, gravity-defying things that the Holy Spirit did that all his medical training probably would not have compared to. Nothing stands up to the power of God. So imagine that he is asking this question, how much more will your father give to you of the Holy Spirit, but even in the broader context, how much more will God do for you? How much more will he provide? Do you need the Holy Spirit to be in greater operation in your life in any area? How much more? So much more. So to recap, our five questions are, where are you? Number two, who told you that? Number three, what are you seeking? Number four, why are you afraid? And number five, how much more? If any of you care to do a bit of homework, please, I encourage you to get out your journal and actually answer these questions as honestly as you can. Maybe for some of us, it's more or less thumbs up, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm good in all areas and all the things that I ask myself. I'm good. For others, perhaps actually seeing it in black and white, maybe it's a pivot point for you to say, whoa, I didn't even realize this is how I felt about myself, or these are the things that I'm believing because, you know, somebody told me, or my sickness dictated that X, Y, Z. And maybe for others of us, it's a complete reset once you've read what you've written, literally in black and white or blue and white or whatever color pen or pencil or crayon or marker you choose to use if you wanna do this assignment. As I said before, I am still figuring it out and I know I need to do this Bible plan again. And by the way, I never, I never said the name of the plan, um, but the name of the plan is The Quest, a seven day reading plan by Beth Moore. 
So ladies, that is what I wanted to share with you this morning. I hope you were challenged as, like I said, I have been and still am challenged. Um, and may these questions resonate in your spirit and in your heart as you take an introspective look. Good morning, everyone. Stacey, this was a beautiful, timely message, especially for me. I'm, you know, on this journey of seeking out God and trying to hear from him more and more daily. And, you know, sometimes the cares of the world tend to show overwhelm us and make us feel all sorts of emotions. But when we sit down and we really reflect on what you delivered this morning and we go back through those questions, it's just a simple question of how are we connecting ourselves with God so that we won't have to be scared or wondering where he is and all of these different things. And I would just like to thank you for bringing that, that reminder to me this morning. It's not about being scared about anything in this world. It's not about worrying about anything like that, but knowing where God is and putting ourselves in place to be able to hear from him is is exactly the reminder I needed for this morning. So thank you. Amen. Thank you, Zara, so much for sharing. Yes, ladies, like I said, um, I don't know about you, but even as I was going through this again, and I said, man, where am I? You know, why am I afraid? Who told me whatever about myself? So go ahead, Pastor T. Well, this was confirmation for me because like um, over the weekend, I just was someone had, I think I was watching someone on the social media and they had mentioned, they was talking about something and they said, we have six more months in this year. So I was like, what? For real? And I was like, okay, God, it was like um, a reflection. I was like, oh my God, what, you know, what I've been doing, where, I, you know, spiritual goals, what have I accomplished? What, you know, God, what, what's going on? And this, this whole thing, what came to my mind as you were speaking and um, what we were covering today, it just reminded me of maintenance. Like, you know how every, I guess, how, how long, every like six months or something like that, you got three months, you got to take your car in make sure the oil is good, the tires are good, the brakes are good. And that just came to my mind like, okay, we are halfway, you know, in the year. Where are you? What are you doing? Okay, why are you afraid to, whatever it may be, step out and do what God is calling you to do? Um, you know, and I those applying those questions as the maintenance and then repositioning yourself, adjusting yourself, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to heal some places or you know, renew you or strengthen you, whatever it needs, whatever, you know, needs to be done at this moment. I've taken it um, like, you know, God is saying it's a time for reflection, a time for maintenance, a time to see where you are, a time to see what needs to be strengthened, um, what you need to work on, you know, things that you need to accomplish that he's put in your heart to do. So don't be afraid, step out and do it. He's with you. So, Thank you, Minister Stacy. That was awesome. Right on time again, as usual. Thank God. So, ladies, I hope you are encouraged also, you know, to just reflect and see where you are with Christ and, you know, what it, what God wants to do in you, through you, and with you. Amen. So, thank you. Thank you so much, Tanya, for the encouragement. And even that you said it was confirmation. Zara, you kind of said the same thing, too, that it was timely. Listen, girls, when I come across things or something 
you know, just kind of uh, in my spirit, I'm just like, oh, oh, and I'm feeling the blows because, you know, the word is speaking. I have no choice but to share it because I believe it's not just for me more than half of the time. And so to God be the glory um, that he's that he's speaking and touching hearts and minds this morning. Amen. Thank you so much uh, for the word this morning. So encouraging. Um, and it's, it's such a perfect timing also, just as we even start this new week. And I think as Tanya said, someone she's watching online, like a reminder of there's six months left for the month. I mean, for the year of 2023, and then it's a whole new year. And, you know, when you started with, where are you? I, I smiled because years ago I started to write, like the Lord started to give me messages. And the very first one was in Genesis with, where are you? And so when I heard that, I'm like, ah, yes. But as you went through, even with the five questions, it's so important. I never even considered the, the second one. It's who told you that? Like a lot of times we find ourselves in places where the enemy is trying to make us feel like we're somewhere where we're not. So even like in, in, in the story with, with Adam and Eve, like they were always naked. <laughs> they, nothing, like nothing changed, nothing at all. So God had to say, well, who is talking to you now that makes you feel like you're now in a place where there's a problem? And, you know, I think it was, sometimes it happens to me and, you know, God has to like, just kind of give me a little kink, you know, where I feel like, oh Lord, I feel like you're a little far. I don't know what's going on. I feel distance. And he's like, who told you that? <laughs> I, you haven't left and I haven't left. Why are you filling your mind or allowing the enemy to make you feel like you're distant from me? When he's like, and I promised you, I won't leave you. I'm not going anywhere. I have never left. I remain constant. So the second you feel like you're apart from me, like, especially if you know, you're just, you're doing what you need to be doing. Nothing's changed on your side. Nothing's changed on his side. He said, who told you, <laughs> you are where you think you are. Get yourself together. <laughs> Get like, you know, just reframe your mindset. And remember, just listen to the words of the Lord and do not listen to any other voice that tries to pull you astray, that tries to make you feel afraid, that tries to make you feel, you know, like you are something that you're not, or you're in a place where you are not. He's always been with us. So I want to thank you for that, for that specifically. And, and I'm going to ask myself those questions that you posed today, you know, all throughout the week, like, where are you? who told you you were where you are? Um, and so thank you. Thank you so much. And then what are you seeking? What What are you seeking and why are you afraid? And reminding myself, and, and it's a call for all of us to remind ourselves of what God's word says about us, what God says about what our purpose is, what God says. When he says, we shouldn't be afraid. I will not be afraid. You are with me. Your His rod and his staff comfort me. We, we have to make sure that we get the word of God planted within us so that when we start to doubt and when we do ask ourselves these questions, we can answer it confidently and, and, and boldly. So thank you so much for this message this morning. You are very welcome. And yes, um, it was, it hit me too, you know, the fact that, like you said, nothing about Adam and Eve's state, their physical state at least changed. They were always naked, but the Lord didn't see any reason or need to tell them that. So why is it now a problem? As he said, the, the phrasing is, is perfect there, but who told them that? Like, how did they come to that 
realization or that understanding. You see, that truth of the knowledge of good and evil, it, it's not, it wasn't for us to ever carry such a burden to, to think we know or to, to make assumptions or now to believe a lie. Again, it wasn't a lie there, but just, it, again, consider the source, like consider who is telling you something that the Lord didn't have, he didn't reveal it, he didn't say it to you, consider the source. So thank you, Rain, for sharing even that bit. And yes, I'm going to be asking these questions the rest of my life <laughs> in some form or fashion, because it is, thank you, Anika, like you also said, it's a self-evaluation and a reality check about where we are, not just the first question, but all of them together in tandem or at different points, you know, why are you afraid? Who told you that? You know, how much more is God willing to do and give and able to do for you? So, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.